listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 369 of Frankie Boy Radio. Tonight we have episode 26 of Dr. Electro. Pull up a chair on this rainy evening as the drizzle falls outside and the frogs sing in the gloom. It's a good good time for a cup of tea and a story. <clears throat> Previously on Dr. Electro, Cassandra wows Pierre with her deft handling of the jumper cable boys as she gets ready for something big. While across town, Oscar holds court, expounding on the follies of complete rejection of a system that may be only partly broken. This is Dr. Electro, episode XXVI. Don't mess with Texas. <clears throat> the jumper cable boys shifted in their dusty shoes behind their boss as Cassandra twinkled up at him. Well, I don't know, Cassie. What kind of trouble did you have in mind? The great Texan drawled. Ricky, my brave rock of a man, Cassandra purred. Let's just say there's been a few waves in the pond lately, and the best way to fight water is with fire. By the way, is that a new hat? Pierre couldn't believe such blatant flattery. Would have worked had he had read the words on a page, but even now he found himself falling under her spell. At the mention of wave, a blue spark had ignited in the Texan's eye, and Pierre could tell he was sold. All right, but bring them back in one piece, Cassie. We're still hurting from that last expedition of yours. A laugh and a toss of the magical blonde curls seemed to solve any electrical burns incurred on the men and even set Pierre's suddenly alarmed mind at ease. What was it about her? Oops, I hit the wrong button here. I don't know why I can't scroll on this. <laughs> Sixteen dusty boots shuffled about face. The visitors and strange crew plodded down a cavernous hall, serenaded by echoes, the heady sounds of a plan set in motion. Arriving at, head of, at a heavy door off the corridor, the lead cable man jangled keys and creaked hinges. Several of the boys ducked in, returning moments later with more tools, wires, and meters. The heavy grime coating the implements lent an industrial gravity to the situation. Then, they were off to an even larger garage. But Zikar! Cassandra assured him that were in good hands, and although he trusted her, the butterfly feeling of being without one's own transport flitted persistently in his gut. It was go time now, for better or for worse. Scene two. Oscar was hitting his stride and speaking with the captive orphans, something he didn't get to do often, what with being a hermit in a place that was occasionally used as an evil lair. It had its advantages with discouraging solicitors, but the company was usually sparse. You see, gentlemen, he wound up, waving his arms in varying tones with the deftness of a maestro leading a symphony. If one doesn't even attempt to understand a larger picture of a despised system, then a grave risk is run of damage, nay, ruin in its correction. You think Waverly has the answers. 
He points to a world that's done you wrong, and true it has. You've been in a bad way, and who could blame you for wanting to tear it all down? But what exactly are you tearing down? You may be the bottom of the rung, but do not throw the baby out with the bathwater, gentlemen. Bottom of the rung? One of the orphans asked, momentarily forgetting his seething rage at the absurdity of this mixed metaphor. I thought it was bottom rung. Perhaps it's one of the latter's dock side, and there's barnacles under the lowest point on the structure, the other orphan volunteered. That would be a fitting description for the place we occupy in society. No, that's not how it goes. Electro raised an eyebrow. To be continued. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>